World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, live and in color from, uh, where am I? Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Got a studio audience here. Got a great show for you this morning. We'll let you hear from these folks who have come all the way to be here. We ended up with about, uh, what was it, Craig? Maybe 40 of us here. I got to get Craig in, it, in here in a hurry as well. We're going to go back to the, <clears throat> excuse, me, excuse me, Gettysburg <clears throat> battlefield today. And if, for those of you who've never been there, it, it's a pretty sobering thing. I uh, ask your patience with me today. I'm on my cell phone because I couldn't get my computer to work. And Myra's over there and she keeps going live and, so we get some distractions going on here, but we'll do the best to try to give you the best best thing that we can. A um, couple things of note before we go. Larry Richardson uh, lost his wife this weekend. His wife, Gail, I believe 54 years. <clears throat> she was on hospice for the, like, the last uh, 72 hours or whatever. So um, those who want to reach out to Larry, um, go ahead and do so. I don't know. Uh, I know nothing about any arrangements or anything like that, but, uh, you know, just let, let – uh, let's all let Larry know that uh, we're bearing his burden, bear one another's burdens. And I know, I know Gail's been sick for um, at least a year. They thought she was getting better. She was getting better. And then all of a sudden, you know, that, that cancer is an insidious thing, man. So uh, thoughts of our prayers with Larry. Uh, big news. You guys didn't even know this happened, but all, all weekend, our, uh, our, my son's, our son's, Little baby Scarlett was. Uh, she was in intensive care at Children's Hospital here in Columbus, Ohio. She had she was had like a cold or something of like, some type of virus last weekend, and you know little kids get viruses, right? We didn't put a mask on her or make her social distance or do anything like that. We just kind of kept, you know, Scarlett, Scarlett. Well, Friday morning when uh, Michelle and I were getting ready to come to Gettysburg, I think it was Friday morning. Uh, our son brought her over for Michelle to babysit her for a while. Man, oh man, thank God for a m- mother like Michelle. Because she right away said, dude, there's something wrong with this little girl. There's something wrong, <laughs> seriously wrong. And they got her into the hospital and the hospital uh, did a little bit of treatment on her and then forwarded her to the int- intensive care unit in Children's Hospital in Columbus. And she spent about 24 hours, I think, there in intensive care. And uh, little Scarlett went home yesterday, last night, looking good. And so... You know, there's trauma all around us all the time, isn't it? I mean, it really is. And uh, uh, we had a great night last night. Alan Keyes came and spoke to us. And I was, I was sitting there looking around the room. There's about, I don't know, 30, 40 of us in the room maybe. And I'm thinking, golly, how many times in your life do you get the opportunity to sit at the feet with somebody like that? Just 40 old common folks from Buckeye Lake, Ohio, you know. And we had a, we had a wonderful event last night. Craig Mickle went out of his way to make, make this a really, really spectacular event. We're going to go, of course, we'll get into this here a little bit. We're going to get 
do the Bridie on show later on. In fact, John, John Diamond, Clay Parker is going to do a Bridie on. Uh, he's going to have his first shot at TV this afternoon. So Bridie on, if you want to kind of connect to Bridie on, we're going to basically be streaming from right here in this beautiful place that we've stayed all weekend. Uh, John Diamond will do his show. Then Clay's going to do his show. Then I'm going to come back and do his show. And then at one o'clock, we have the event from uh, from the battlefield. And we're going to stream that. We're going to figure that out how to do that here. Jared's going to have that. So you guys can come here at Coach Dave Live and pick it up, everything, everything that's going on there. Uh, so uh, busy, busy, busy day. I want to, I, I want to get Craig in here because he's got to leave. But before he does, I, I want to, Spencer, if you could, two things. I want you to bring up for me Myra's, over, excuse me, over. I know she's itching to pray. Uh, I won't forget her. I won't yell at her either this morning. Although I might want to. Um, bring up Psalm 2. See, this is one. This is one of those moments that I got. I'll, I'll try to save. I got something busting inside of me. I'd like to like to get out, but I'll be a good boy and won't. Psalm two. Why did he even rage? Do you have it up there, Spence? I don't, I'm sorry. Let me. I'm working yes, off sir. of a computer. Okay, I'm working off of a computer and off of my phone this morning, folks. So so bear with me a little bit again here, if you can. Let me let me find. Let me click on Psalm two, <clears throat> and. Uh, Craig and I were talking just a few minutes before I went on the air. Why do the people rage and the, why the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? And I understand that as you look back over this whole Gettysburg thing, everything that went on at Gettysburg, every conflict that we have in, a, in, a, in the world, in America, in our lives, is somebody trying to exert their will on somebody else. That's really where, where all conflicts come from. Somebody wants to be bossed and the other person doesn't want to be bossed. And sometimes it manifests itself in what we saw happen here at Gettysburg and the rage and what we see going on right now. And, I, and I've, I've been using a theme kind of all weekend that this is Gettysburg 2.0 or Gettysburg the sequel. And because this beast, whatever this divide and conquer beast is, it has never stopped from the garden. So you put enmity, enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman, and that it would be an eternal conflict. And we see that. We see that everywhere we look. And we're sitting today in, in the midst of, as I, as I said before, Gettysburg 2.0, meaning how long are people going to put up with being pushed around, forced to accept things against their will? That's what the, that's what the battle of Gettysburg is all about. Everywhere you go, and you look at all these skirmishes that you, to run into, and it was uh, it was Bobby Lee. He said to him, "Bobby's not in here." He said, "Coach, got got to remember that really Gettysburg wasn't about racism." He said, "Those guys and those guys climbed out of the holler out of West Virginia and out of Virginia and out of Tennessee. Tennessee didn't even have slaves, and those guys climbed out of that holler and they marched hundreds of miles." to come up and fight for what? What were they, what were they fighting for? And at the, at the heart of it, I think, was the idea is, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. I, I, think that, I think that was the motivation. I think it's the exact same motivation that we see going on in America today. Why do they even rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of this earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. And when you take counsel against the Lord, you take counsel against truth. It's always a battle for truth. Superman said truth, justice, and the American way. But that ain't even the American way anymore, is it? 
truth and justice isn't even the, the American way. What happened to us? How do we get in this mess? Before I uh, bring Craig up here, Craig, you can start moving this way if you want to. I, uh, uh, Spencer, if you would, bring up, bring, up, bring up the Gettysburg Address, if you would, real quick for me, Spencer. <clears throat> so I want, to, I want to read this today because uh, i got to get it up on my screen so I can see it, too. Um, where is it? There it is. This really, this, I was thinking this yesterday, uh, this is the most profound. Just bear with me a second here. <clears throat> this Abraham Lincoln delivered this on November 19th, 1863. Did you guys know that the Civil War continued for about a year and a half after Gettysburg? Most people think that was the end of the war, but it wasn't. And did you know, I, I didn't know any of this at all that uh, when Abraham Lincoln showed up at Gettysburg to deliver the Gettysburg Address, it was because they had just, they just, they had buried all the, everybody that was killed, 50,000 people killed, they had buried them in shallow graves all around Gettysburg. And somebody said, we can't do that. And so they exhumed all the bodies and they put them into a national cemetery and Abraham Lincoln showed up at the national cemetery to give the Gettysburg Address. That was the whole focus of it, that these guys, the war was still going on. These guys had been moved from shallow graves to good graves, whatever that would be. And Abraham Lincoln said this, and I think, uh, I think it's still apropos today. It says, four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new, new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. There it is conceived birth and liberty and dedicated to the idea that everybody's equal. Equal justice, right, Craig? Huh? Equal justice. <clears throat> now we're engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived with what? Huh? So conceived the idea that all men are created equal, that any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. And we are met on a great battlefield of that war. And we've come to dedicate, <clears throat> excuse me, a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who gave their lives that that nation might live. It's altogether fitting and proper that we do so. He said, we're here to rebury these guys. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. Hallowed ground. What is hallowed ground? Hey, Spencer, see if you're quick on your feet. Webster's, hallow. Hallow. Read that to me. It's small on my screen. What's hallowed, Spencer? Uh, to make holy, to consecrate, to set apart for holy or religious use. So that ground is still hallowed. It's still hallowed. All right? The brave men living and dead who struggled here have consecrated far above our poor power to out of the tract, and the world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. But we have! We, we, had, a, we had a... Craig set up a guided tour. We had some woke arm, uh, <laughs> forest ranger and some woke history professor take us through a tour where 6,000 men had died in about an hour in the morning at Pickett's Charge. And they didn't even talk about, they didn't talk about the blood-stained field that we were standing in the midst of because we've forgotten. Now it's about everything else, woke and racism. And, but I mean, it's unbelievable. But it can never forget what they did. It is for us 
the living. This is for you today, okay? It is for us, the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work, which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. What's the work? That all men are created equal. Birth, conceived in liberty, and dedicated to the proposition, all men are created equal. We're met on the battlefield, and what? We're going to advance what they advanced. He says it's rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us. It's not about them. It's now about us. That from these honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave their last full measure of devotion, or some gave all. That from these honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave their last full measure of devotion. And that we hear highly resolved, Craig. You listening to me? Do you highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain? Do you guys highly resolve that? That these dead shall not have died in vain? The government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. Gettysburg 2.0. Gettysburg, the sequel. We are on the verge because that last line, government of the people, by the people, and for the people, is about to perish from the earth, folks. So uh, Craig's put a lot of time and effort and energy in there. I'm just going to give him, I got a bunch of folk here I'm going to try to bring in here. because look, when I, got, I was so mad after we did the tour of Pickett's Charge on that hallowed ground, that nobody even talked about it. But what would take him, what would be in the heart of a man that he would travel all the way from uh, who knows where, West Virginia, to come up here and to walk, run into the face of cannonballs and bullets, and after they shoot him, go back and regroup and come back and do it again. What was it inside a man that would do that? And it wasn't the desire of a white man to hold down a black man. That wasn't what it was about. It was about what? The right, of, the right of the individual to not be pushed around by some tyrant. Liberty, That's what they coach. were kicked about. Liberty. Liberty. And they kept coming and kept coming and kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. It's, it was, it's a humbling thing. And to think that that tour guide never even freaking mentioned that we were standing on bloodstained ground, hallowed ground. I don't know about everybody else. It really, it really touched me. Come on in, Craig. What's Mr. Zero? Mr. Zero is a real guy. See, I wish we'd had this big one. We don't, but you're on right there, Craig. Well, you know, Coach, you know, it's always about anniversaries and it's always about remembrance, right? Yep. And we did communion yesterday. And what are we doing? We're remembering the greatest event in all history is the cross. But go back to what you were saying about Lincoln's address, four score. I believe that was 80 years. 87. And uh, 87 years. And when you go back and you look at it, and you go, gee, that was, we're here on the 161-year anniversary of the proclamation and that Abraham Lincoln called the nation to take a day of humiliation, repentance, prayer, and fasting. Because they had found themselves six months in the throes of civil war. 
And where do you go when there's conflict? Where do you go when you don't have an answer? You go to the Lord. Mm. And it's going to have to be the people. It's going to have to be the people now who are going to have to go to the Lord. For that call for which they gave their last full measure of devotion. Same cause, Craig. That's right, Coach. And and we're ended up in this spiritual battle. Well, what's kind of unique, if you take 1861 and you add 80 years, you come to 1941. Well, guess what? That's World War II. Take 1941 and add 80 years and you come to 2021, 21, 22. We're at another 80-year point. Mr. Zero. There's another war getting ready to happen, but this is going to be a spiritual war for the hearts and minds and the souls of the people. And is God going to be the the focal point of of the battle, or is it going to be about the hearts and thoughts of mankind? Endowed by our creator, right, Craig? That's right. Are we, are our rights endowed to us by our creator or not? Same question they ask 87, however long ago it's been. Go ahead, man. Well, and if we go through and, you know, fortunately we, we, we hooked up with another uh, private guide, <laughs> a non-governmental one, let's say, yeah. that gave us the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say. And, and the faith <laughs> and, and the the walking with the men that were fighting these battles through their relationship with God, I believe was some of the pivotal things that we can take, a, take away from here. Mm-hmm. Because like coach says, what are you willing to stand for? And what are you willing to die for? That's probably your biggest definition of who you are. And are we going to let those honored dead die in vain, right? That's right. If we don't pick up the mantle now, those guys will have died in vain. For nothing, for no cause, right? And Craig, we're out there on that blood stain. I mean, folks, it's the blood spilled by 16 and 17 and 18-year-old boys on that field fighting against their cousins. What? For liberty. Liberty. And we show up and the government tells us it's about this and it's about that and reconciliation and all this malarkey. When uh, the blood was crying out for mercy, wasn't it? (laughs) Well, and, you know, a lot of those were young men, right? And yeah. The thing is, is they didn't ask to be in it. They just found themselves in well, it. Well, they volunteered to go, didn't they? Huh? Well, but the circumstances of, of, the, of the war, you know, you just end up. And we didn't necessarily ask to be in the time that we're in, but we are in these times. Well, here we are. So the question is, what do you do? As my friend Tom Gill would say, where you are is where you are. <laughs> and uh, we are, as I, as I said, uh, Gettysburg 2.0. Gettysburg, the sequel, from a spiritual standpoint, that we would understand times in, uh, the times in which we live, where we are and the times in which we are and what it is that we need to do. So uh, Craig's put together a lot of stuff. Uh, we're going to be streaming all, all day here on Brideon, certainly, and then uh, we'll be doing our, our episode from uh, the Peace Memorial at one, 1 o'clock this afternoon. Anything else, Craig? Just one thing, Coach. You know, uh... Myra, you get ready back there. Proverbs has 31 Proverbs, and a month never has more than 31 days. So I always try to go and look at the Proverbs and see, is there anything relevant in this particular day? When you go to Proverbs 26, 26, and remember, the proclamation that was given by Abraham Lincoln was on uh, September 26, 1861. That's why we're here this particular day. Proverbs 26, 26 says, though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. We are living in a time of revelation right mm-hmm. now. We are. And the things that are going to be revealed over the next days and months are going to set the course 
for the rest of really, I believe, the end of the book, but also humanity and the spiritual battle that we're getting ready to, that we're in, but we're going to get woke, I guess. I think there's going to be a great awakening. A new birth of freedom. Yes. What Abraham Lincoln said, right? The freedom is this time, it's in Christ. Amen. Amen. Craig, thanks for all, all your work you've done. Bless you, man. Myra, go ahead and open us up in prayer, even though we're 23 minutes in, in here. And I, listen, I may, I may have to mute for a second. I'll probably get some uh, back. Go ahead, go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Good morning. It is written, Second Peter 1, 5 through 8. And beside this, grieving all diligence and your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Haddle and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, Myron. I won't yell at her today. Promise, promise, Myron, I won't yell at you today. She's in the same <laughs> room. That's why. <laughs> that's right. I, I just run over and smack her. She's not that far away. She's not that far, far away from me. I can't do that to another room full of witnesses here. So be, be very, very careful. Um, <clears throat> a new birth of freedom, right? A new birth of freedom. What? That it's our duty, right? Those who have thus far so nobly advanced. And uh, government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. What a vision, what a thought. Do you know the, the amazing thing? The keynote speaker that day spoke for uh, almost two hours. Abraham Lincoln spoke for about two minutes. And he said, the world will let them know, no longer remember what we say here, but it'll never forget what they did here. And then isn't it amazing? We remember what he said. We forgot what he did. <laughs> we got we got it just backwards. Come on over here, Clay. I'm gonna get Clay in here. Clay's uh <clears throat> Clay brought his wife and his daughter and family affair here. But I'm just gonna try to give uh, let different folks just kind of give a different perspective. Why they're okay, so look. Here's what we all have to uh, we all have to make this personal assessment, okay? And I, I, Clay's going to do a, uh, a show on Brideon today. And I tried to encourage Clay to do this. I don't know what he's going to do. He can do whatever he wants to. Uh, Alan Keyes, you hear about Alan Keyes, you hear about Coach Dave, you hear about John Diamond. Dick golly, those guys, you know, man, they really know what they're doing. They're going to, you know, they're experts at it. And sometimes we, that's how we got in the mess in the pulpit, is we thought that guy in the pulpit was somehow holier than us. <laughs> I, I ain't holier than nobody, right? And neither's Dr. Keys, and neither's anybody else. I said the thing that's important is for those of you out there who are watching the show right now, 
for you to understand that you have an obligation and the job, a job description to go into all the world. You have to, that it's simple guys like Clay. It's simple guys like Craig. It's simple guys like Bobby. It's simple guys like Steve just doing normal things. And if we continue to always watch the experts, we tend to think everything's okay because uh, Russia's in charge. Right? Russia's in charge of it. Hannity, Sean Hannity's in charge of it. No, he isn't. he's doing a show. I'm doing a show. And whether you are, wherever you live, if you're Chad Estes living in, out there in Moody, Texas, well, God bless you, Chad. Uh, if something's going to change, you're going to have to do it, dude. <laughs> I can't do it. And the idea that you have to be somebody great with a great following in order to make a difference is a lie. That it's individuals. Those unnamed guys, 55,000 died in three days unknown guys i asked the guy yesterday how many were here he said about 165,000 about 165,000 boys were fighting here third of them died right anybody remember any of their names go ahead clay what's on your mind there bud well coach you were asking yesterday why a lot of those men would have fought walked through them cannon fire and bullets to get up and attack that hill at Gettysburg and and uh, a lot's come to my mind but one one thing that I found out is that they had great leaders mm -hmm. they had excellent leaders and uh, and and that, that's a follow-up you said uh, think about why you came here and these other people came here and why you're here and uh, so some of the things I come up with is for one I've got a good leader you're a good leader coach thanks and uh and then the other thing is, uh, Jesus, he told us, I think it was in uh, uh, John 14, he said, uh, if you are my friend, you will do what I command you or do what I tell you. And uh, a lot of people, they, they sing these songs, what a friend we have in Jesus. Mm -hmm. well, do you wanna... He's their buddy, they're not necessarily his buddy. That's what I'm saying. So if you want to be Jesus's friend, yeah. which is what I want to be, I want to be Jesus's friend, then I have to do what he told me to do or commanded us to do. And so uh, one of the things he said was occupy until I come. So I looked up the word occupy and occupy says to engage the attention or energies of. So then I said, okay, uh, so I have to do what Jesus is telling me to do. And then he also sent the Holy Spirit to guide us. So I need to listen to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit tells me to do something, then I need to engage the attention or energies of me to do what the Holy Spirit says. If you love him, right? Yeah, you claim to love him, that's right. So that's why I came to Gettysburg is because a calling to the people is for us to repent and to occupy until I come. To the task remaining before us, right? And that from these honored dead, we take increased measures of devotion to that cause for which they gave their last full They gave all. To what cause? Right? And I believe... Government they, of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. That was their cause. And I believe it was all about freedom for each individual for, for different causes, but the ultimate cause was for freedom. Liberty. That's right.
So uh, you have to be the executor of the liberty. You guys, we do. All of us do. So Clay's going to Clay's gonna be Ed Sullivan today for the first time in his life. What time are you going on, Ed? Uh, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock on Brideon. So uh, Clay, Clay's a faithful warrior, man. He brought his wife and his daughter with him, and uh, he's all in. He's he wants to give his last full measure of devotion. Amen. That's a powerful phrase, Amen. isn't it? Isn't, isn't that a powerful phrase? Last Amen. full measure. Not, not last half measure. Not last quarter way in. But his last full measure of devotion. What words yeah. Lincoln pen there, right? Are you all in? Are you all in? Because... Because Gettysburg 2.0, it's upon us for sure. I'm willing to stand here with you, boys and girls. Amen. Clay's done. God bless Clay. Who wants to come next? Okay, come on, Betty. Come on, Betty, down here. I, I, you guys, I'm uh, listening. Today you're raising your hand here, so I'm going to get these folks in rather than you folks in here, right? And of course, Betty, Betty Perkins comes all the way from <clears> – <throat> she goes everywhere, right? So, Betty – Floor is yours, sweetheart. Uh, you're, I up, just, you're up here, by the way, but go ahead. Okay, I just want to say that I just love coming to these conferences because I get to be with the family that I love and that are like-minded. And I and when you get together on these conferences, you get to know each other personally. I've learned to get to know all these ladies and these gentlemen, and I tell you what, it is such an amazing fellowship. You can't beat it. You need to come to these. And I have to agree with Clay, because I was thinking about that with the leaders. They had great leaders on both sides, north and south. Yep. I mean, superb. And Coach Dave and the people that he has are great leaders. And you know what? I'm ready for action. Mm -hmm. Because of them, I am ready to do whatever it takes to stand up for, for God and for our country and for these guys. Last full measure of devotion. Amen. You got I'm, it there, Coach. That's something, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. You guys realize that? Give yes. your last full measure. In other words, they left it all on the field, right? And I was so can I can, can I say pissed? Am I? Yes, you can say whatever you want. You're the coach. <laughs> we were out on that hallowed ground, and there's that ranger, that Smokey and, and the Bandit Ranger, couldn't even acknowledge the blood-drenched field, and the men who laid down there gave their last full measure of devotion whether it was over racism or whether it was over what, whatever the heck it was over both sides man they laid it all down they laid it all down and you wonder today if we called for a new if somebody not we fbi if somebody called for a new gettysburg would would the volunteers come with their weapons that come running over the hills i don't know i don't know but what by or uh, abe lincoln said that we have to be uh, we have to dedicate ourselves to that cause for which they already gave their last full measure of devotion. That liberty has to be fought for. Liberty isn't granted. God granted us liberty. That's what the Declaration of Independence tells us. But it's been all, hey, that's Psalm 2, baby. That's Psalm 2. The kings of this earth are conspiring to make sure you don't have your individual liberty. The right to serve God the way you want to, the right right, to worship God the way you want to, the way to live according to God's precepts the way you want to. No, no, no. You got the, uh, Fauci and Pelosi and the kings of this earth 
conspiring to steal away every every inch of liberty that we all have. Betty, anything else? Yes. Um, last night I was talking to Coach a minute, and uh, I had told him that there was a statement I wanted to rescind on. Right. <laughs> and when I had first met him, and I had learned more from him and this group in four months than I had done any like lukewarm churches or whatever. Now we're up to a year and four months, so it's getting better, it's getting stronger, it's getting more faith, more everything. Amen. It's easier to lay it on the line when you do that, isn't it, Betty? Once yes. it gets inside of you? Yes, yes, I am, yep. No, one of, one of Thank the, thanks, Betty. Thank you. Bob, you want to come? Come on over, Bobby, real quick. Uh, I'll get all of you. Julie, we'll, we'll get you in here next day. Hey, Coach. Yeah. I, I'd say that park ranger was out to steal God's glory. Well, I'd have been mad, too. Well, listen. I, he was a he was a very nice guy. He, are, you, are you listening? He was simply teaching us what they teach in the schools. That's all it was. He was just he's just woke, teaching us a different history. It's everywhere that we look, folks. This stuff is going on. And you know what was? Well, Bobby actually. I walked away from the tour because I was going to hit somebody. Not really, I mean, but I was, I was going to hit something. I was going to dig up some blood out of that ground, you know. And uh, <laughs> Bobby stayed behind, and Bobby actually spoke up and said it. And I wondered, Bobby, how many of those other people felt the exact same way. Because, see, it's easy. Here's, here's what's – it's easy for you and me to say – what we would have done if we were here in 1861 and there was slavery going on. It's easy for us to say what we would do where we sit today. Right, Bob? Right. They're freaking killing babies. And most of you won't get off your butt and do a damn thing about it. And we're judging slavery? And the fact that, see, slavery was an economic engine, friends. When you took away a guy's slave, you took away his tractor, you took away his wagon, you took away his, you took away his shovel, you took away all of his labor. So this was an economic thing. It wasn't necessarily a human rights thing because, again, you have to put yourself in the mindset of where people were at that time. So it's easier for us to say here in 2022 that the battle was over slavery when it really wasn't. The battle was over whether or not the government was going to be able to tell you, force you to sell your tractor. It's no more, no more because, folks, at that time, they didn't think blacks were human beings. Do you understand this? Do we all understand this? And this the same thing. They're telling us today that babies aren't babies. They're not babies. Hey, goes, let me... They're not babies. Bobby, they're not babies, are those? Oh, let's hey. go ahead and kill them. They're not babies. Hey, goes, let me interject for a second. Because what you just said, Coach, that? the Irish, they thought the Irish were, were, weren't human either. You used them as slaves. That's right. That's right. And so now here at Gettysburg, they got to make sure that you know that this whole thing was over, over racism. And I don't believe it. Sorry. Go ahead, Bob. So there was a couple of people there that was agitated before I spoke and before McCruthier left me by my, to stand by myself against the crazy liberals. Right? <laughs> so I had to ask four or five or six questions, uh, bomb dropping questions. And uh, me and the woman in front was fairly allied together on a couple of questions. But obviously it created an argument within the group. It created an uproar uh, before I left. And on the way out of there, I'm walking. And I've noticed this piece of information. Uh, I've noticed in making some headlines. Uh, the, one of the biggest slave owners in the South was out of Louisiana. And he was a black man. So that's not just me saying that. I've seen some other people uh, make that statement in, in other areas. So you guys research that for yourself. 
but uh, the, the war of northern aggression, that, that became the debate, one of the points of discussion The war there. of northern aggression. In other words, the war of the north trying to tell the south what they could do. Go ahead. The war of northern aggression rolled through the south killing everybody. Killing everybody. Now, I want you to imagine how pissed off that would make everybody in your family everywhere in the South. And, and there's a reason that phrase, the South will rise again. Probably, well, they were saying, I mean, that phrase can be heard on all kinds of shows through the 60s. So to, to put it in perspective as to how close we are to the Civil War, my grandmother was born in 1903. So if, if my great great-grandparents. So we, we can say my great-great-grandparents were alive in the Civil War. To put it in context, and one other thing before I kick it back to Coach, let's, let's, let's think about the Appalachian area. Eastern Kentucky, West Virginia, East Tennessee, parts of Virginia. I want you, somebody's got to educate me because where were the slaveholders out of that entire region? You got boys coming out of the hollers of Eastern Kentucky and West Virginia that's never been more than a short distance away from their homeland. And they're going to travel everywhere to go fight and die and kill their family members. There's something much deeper going on here than the typical narrative and storyline that's forced down the throat by that woke college professor on that field yesterday because he was doing his job. If he didn't, if he didn't roll with the main story storyline, he's not going to have a job. Mm -hmm. Amen. So Bobby is saying it's important to understand, friends, some Tennessee didn't have slavery. Those West Virginia boys, they weren't they weren't fighting over slavery. They were fighting what we call it states' rights. Right? The right the right to self-determination. And what did they do, Bobby? They gave their last full measure of devotion. Right? And from these honored dead, we take increased devotion, right? So the government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. It's, in fact, I want you to think about this. 1861, I'm 70 years old. So 1861 takes me uh, to 1930. That's 70 years. That's my lifetime. 1930, 70 years is 2000. It's 2022. So I'm two lifetimes of Coach Dave and a third from these guys at Gettysburg. Boom. Wink of an eye. Time. It's gone. All right, Bob. Anything else, man? No, that's all. Get out of here, you racist. Get out of here, you racist scumbag. Get out of here. Get out of here. Come on in real quick there, Jack. Well, come on over, Julie. Come on. Who, who all wants to go on camera? Because if you don't want to, you want to go on camera? Come on. Come on, Julie. Come on over. Go ahead, Jack. Mr. Forty there, back in on this week when we made charge, the forty bad head. How they would right, make? Stop it! You sound like George Lewis. Get get a different phone or get some place where we can hear you. Come on in, Jamie. Hey, bud. Um, Myra, especially for you, I'm calling for prayer for James Pollock. He left in the middle of the night with his camper. And I don't know where he is. And um, I'm praying for him. And we need prayer for him. James Pollock needs prayer. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, 
without getting too personal, Amen. why are you concerned about him? Well, he left in the middle of the night. We were fixing up his camper and remodeling it, and he left in the middle of the night. And I'm worried about him. Okay, well, we pray he's going to come back in the middle of the day. We'll, we'll pray yes, for sir. him. All right, yes, sir. Thank, Thank thanks, you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, Jack, Thank give it another try. All right, Paul, go ahead while we wait on Jack. Yeah, Coach, um, you know, it's interesting because um, anytime anybody that wins a war has a right, to, not a right, but will re will rewrite the history in their yeah, that's favor. That's right. Winners, winners write the history. That's right. And, and really, to be honest with you, the, a lot of blacks down in the South, even though they were quote unquote slaves, there were a lot of them were indentured servants. Right. The the owners let them use the land and to build farms, and they took care of their families. Some of them were not mean and and right. nasty some right. of them were very and in fact some of the um the emancipation proclamation didn't really free the slaves it was mainly a political move to damage right. the south and right. that's what it was done but, so, but, but but it's like this paul slavery see we, it's easy for us to sit here 180 years later and say how wrong slavery was just like we'll say, they'll say 180 years from now, how could those people have killed babies? How could they have done that, right? Well, it was because it was the culture. It right. was the culture. Right. It, it, right. Wasn't, it right. wasn't the fact that whitey wanted to take advantage of blacks. Right. It right. was right. the culture. But, but, but Coach, slavery was something that was not unique to the world. Right. Everywhere, even in Africa, they enslaved each other. Amen. <laughs> The fight was over, again, liberty. Liberty. The government come down and telling those boys what they had to do. Come on in here. Julie. Government sucks. Hey, uh, real quick, Jamie, right. again. Um, we were working on getting the parasites out of James, like I've done for myself. Um, please pray for that. He seems to think that the bugs are helping him, that God's wanting him to have them, and okay. they need to come out. All right. We got a lot of parasites in the country, too, for sure. We need some of those parasites to come out. All right. Th thanks, Jamie. Go ahead, go ahead Julie. Good morning, guys. Um, I just want to say that I believe that this is a launching pad for us to, because like um, you know, Craig said, you know, 61 years, this is, we're on the precipice of our freedom getting taken away. And I was reminded going to Gettysburg, I've never been, and like Coach said, seeing all that bloodshed, I mean, oh my gosh, I was so overwhelmed with emotion. I couldn't even like speak. Um, it's because it's hallowed ground. And I think sometimes people take advantage. I was never a history person. But then here I am at my late age and seeing all this stuff is just like, wow, I missed a lot. But now, like, I think God's catching me up. And to be around all these people, I have never felt so much love, the love of God in these people. Then I, I can't even explain it. I, I Words can't express. I mean, I feel more love here than I do my own family. And I just thank God for that. And um, but also to like this day, repentance. And, you know, it says, humble yourselves and pray. 
and repent and turn from your wicked ways so the Lord will heal our land. And I think that that's what is starting to happen because we are we are in a mess. <laughs> Last full measure of Amen. devotion, right? Last full measure of devotion. Uh, Myra's got her hand up in the air, of course. Again, Myra, what would you like to say to you? Yes, coach. Yeah, so hang on. See, Myra, because now i got to mute myself. I got to I'm, I'm yelling at her again. Here. Hang on. Okay. Thank you, coach. Um, I want to thank Rusty and uh, Craig, Mel, Silver, um, all the ones that I have not mentioned, but they were actively involved in this event. They went the extra mile. Um, Rusty's wife, Stephanie, came over and, and um, she, she did her a beautiful dish of coleslaw and it was delicious. The chicken was delicious. Everything was just perfect. And I just say praise and glory to the Father. Thank you, God, Father. And John 1, 14. And the world became fresh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Myra. Bless you, Myra. Thank you. Come on over here, Dave. Come on over here. Dave, Dave Allison just walked in from down in Michigan. He didn't, he didn't know he was going to be uh, live and in color here. on. Because, uh, look, here's, sit, sit down right here, Dave. Here's what, here's what it gets to in my... <clears throat> I continually ask myself, when I was at uh, Pickett's Charge again, I've been there a couple times, Continue asking myself, do, do you guys know that, that Pickett, well, some of you don't know. So guys lined up about a, a mile wide, the Confederates lined up a mile wide at the bottom of this, of this ridge, cemetery ridge. And they launched an attack called Pickett's Charge where they marched a mile wide towards a point, boom, which was this little uh, top of this ridge. And... We find out that as they, as they began this march forward, they were marching into a battalion shooting cannonballs. In fact, he showed us not great big cannonballs, but they put in those cannonballs little marbles. And they shot these marbles out of the cannon, and it was just mowing down these guys that were walking up this hill. Great big buckshot. And they would get mowed down, and then they would get up, and they would go run back down the hill and they would regroup and they would go again. And I just, I continually ask myself this question. What the hell would make them do that? Mm. What was it inside? And that's what when Abraham Lincoln said, their last full measure of devotion, as Bobby said, as Clay said, Guys just out of the holler of West Virginia, maybe never even left the county in their whole life. Walked to Gettysburg and walked up a hill and watched their buddy get blown to bits and went back and regrouped and did it again. The heck, man. Mm -hmm. What what was that? What is that? And where has that gone in the heart of men? Dave Allison's from uh, Michigan. He and his wife and Sister-in-law, so would that be right, Dave? Yes, Come correct. down. Correct. Uh, here's a question, Dave. Why would you do that? 
Well, obviously, you know, I, I just felt that I do it for my family with uh, my, you know, th these people are my family. And again, it's the Gettysburg is a, is a very um, special place. And I think it is that we see that people, they were devout in their beliefs and they're willing to stand up and give it all. And, and that's something that really that we're missing in today's society. People aren't willing to stand for anything. And, and it was, it's been a great experience. And obviously it was, it was uh, again, listening to John Diamond last night, uh, Alan Keyes, um, just a couple of really powerful. Yeah. You know, John Diamond, he presented, folks, we got the win and play. You know, we've got the win and play here. We just have to stand up and run it, mm -hmm. right? And Alan Keyes was like, it's like a locker room talk right just before the game right he came up and gave this powerful speech very motivational explaining to us that just common folks just ordinary people here in the united states can get can get it done mm -hmm. we just then, stand up in unity and, and it's getting for me it's been a very powerful experience so so um it, i didn't i came i knew expecting something special was going to happen and it was more, even more than that. And, and I think even today is going to continue with that same sentiment that uh, God's going to do great things here. And it's been a blessing. And I know for Coach, when, when he found out somebody from Michigan was coming, he's like, can anything good come out of Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> that we fed him food. Can you believe that one? <laughs> anyway, this has been a blessing. And, and like, like Betty has explained, you know, people become family, very special folks here. And God has brought us together like Kate. Uh, uh, Clay was talking last night. God brought us to this point. Mm -hmm. He brought us together for such a time as this, for for something special to happen. And I believe something special. Amen, Amen. Dave. Amen. What was that phrase? I, my brain doesn't work this morning. What was the phrase Alan Keyes used last night? We were or, ordinary. Was that the word he used? Ordinary. Just ordinary, ordinary folks. Pardon me? Somebody said something there. What'd you say, Myra? Ordinary folks, ordinary folks, ordinary. yeah. Olden, ordinary, ordinary yes, folks, just ordinary folks, just Dave Allison, and Coach Dave, and Bobby Lee, and Clay, James Paula, Kathleen, and Michelle, and just ordinary folks. But I think you said, Coach, that that comes from a root word, ordained. Uh, ordinance. 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 Law followers, right? Ordinary people are just law followers. And which laws? Which laws? And so when they try to force us to follow laws that go against our ordinary behavior, it's natural to rise up against it. That's, that's, that's the battle that's laying before us for sure. Amen. Dr. Key said something to me powerful last night. He said, um, when you understand um, folks that are or the liberal type. He said, once you understand that they're the wolf and they want to eat you, <laughs> you're not going to convince them to come over to your side. They've already made up their mind what they're going to do. So once you accept that and move forward, you got to just keep going forward in the truth and realizing the wolves are going to be wolves. And and that's really, we need to understand that. And that's an important aspect Amen. of this fight. Amen. Amen. Y'all remember James Pollock. He needs prayer. I, I'm serious about this. He really needs prayer. Thank you. Yes, brother. Thank you. Amen. 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 So this is my you, better half. My better half who uh, 
looks pretty this morning because she's prepared. She she's been she's been through it, man. She's been worried all weekend about her little grandbaby, and she's been faithful to come and be here. And she has enough makeup on this morning so that she said. And my sister died. His sister died. Her sister died. Uh, I forgot that because, like so many families, they were they were estranged a bit. But Michelle's been through it this weekend for sure. Go ahead, sweetie. No, I just wanted to say thank you for those people out there that helped us financially to um, to be where we are. We couldn't have done it without you. We appreciate your willingness to give of your resources. Um, it's it's just I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart and everybody. Amen. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for you and this wonderful facility and the wonderful food. And, um, That's right. The donations to... that you guys gave made, made it affordable for everyone. Amen. Yeah, I just wanted to say, to say that um, to make sure that we really, really do appreciate it. And then I was commenting to Deb in Boston that the people that are here, as Betty said, they are more dedicated and deeper getting deeper and deeper as time goes on. This fellowship is not just just a bunch of people hanging out. They really care, and they're, they're just growing deeper in the Lord and are all in, as they say. So if you can ever get to any of them, having one in Michigan. That's a pretty good cult. We got us a good cult going on here right there. I'm even going to Michigan. That's right. That stayed up north. That's right. That's so right. So we know we're... Dedicated. So, so it's all you know. It's it's all good. It's all good. Carol, you don't want to say anything? Sure. Amen, Michelle. She, Carol goes. She goes everywhere. She's Carol is from uh, uh, Medina, and I turn around and she's here again. What what's going on with you? You know, I have to tell you that my word that I'm going home with is sacrifice. This this three days is preparing me. It's what God is using to prepare me to sacrifice. I don't think I even know what that word means right. yet. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was so just blessed by the teaching that we had in worship yesterday about we are, we are in a movie. The script is the Bible. Mm. And that we Amen. have a director, the Holy Spirit. And we are not to leave our post. And we don't get in the way of other believers who are also sacrificing. They're listening playing to the Holy role, Spirit, right? playing their role. Amen. So I am just really thankful for all these people here because I've learned from each one of them that I've taken time to have a conversation Amen. with. Amen. Amen. So thank you so, so cool. much. And um, Carol's a fighter. Huh? There, there are a lot of there are a lot of them out there, folks. A lot of yes. them out there. And for those of you who are concerned that we're a cult, uh, you're, you're drunk, man. You're you're drunk. <laughs> we're just we're just a bunch of people who understand the times in which it's a we lot live. of cults out there. No, uh, we're we're understand the times in which we live and understand somebody's got to do something, right? Somebody's got to do something. And uh, my greatest frustration comes every day, Carol. From, the old football coach in me. There's no way our team ought to be losing to these these yokels. No way that this ought to be going on. We've got God Amen, Carol. Us. Thank you. And it's God's law. 
that we are to really execute. Amen. Amen. Not men's law, God's law. Amen. Bless you, Carol. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming here, sweetheart. Uh, let me see. Look, look. Uh, Craig, come on in. Craig, then I'm going to try to get Jack in because I don't want to yell at him again. Go ahead. Go ahead, Craig and Jack. Yeah, Coach. I, I just break it down to something simple. In these modern times that we live in, we've traded, because of our creature comforts, we've traded our posterity for the illusion of prosperity. We traded our posterity for prosperity, and it isn't even real, is it? No, sir. Yeah. No, sir. Amen, Craig. Amen. Jack. Okay, let's try it again. Uh, there you go, is, there you go. This is a question for Mr. Zero. Um, you said there's about 40 of you there. If 40 of you went out there and charged down that hill, how many would make it to the bottom? Um, I think an experiment would be to give each of you a piece of paper, and I think there would probably be six to eight fatalities of the 40 of you going down that hill. Up and the so. Hill. Up the hill. Up, yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, up the hill. Uh, so you, you take that piece of paper, you put an X on eight pieces of paper, and you get halfway up the hill, and you have to open the paper and know that you are not going home to your wife. You are not going home to your babies. And, and Jack, How many? Jack, and then they went back to the bottom of the hill and regrouped and did it. They did it again. again. They did it again. Yeah. How many would do that? Go stand oh. at that bottom of that hill and see how many will charge that hill. That's a scary thought, mister. It is, brother. Thank you, kids, for you, last, The last full measure of devotion. The last full measure. Joe Allen. And this is a scary thought, too. Just look at the demographic of people that they're right now enjoying this. Where are our young men and women? Why is it our young men and women seeing how we fought this war over and over and over? <clears throat> they've been taught a different history. Huh? They've been taught Amen. a different history. That's what I said. That's why I got so mad at the park ranger. He was telling me a different history. What he, wait a minute. It might be true. What he's telling me might be true, but it's history from 2020 perspective. Not from 1861, when those guys climbed over those hills and all those hollers. Uh-uh. No, sir. Uh, Coach, and you know, an interesting thing about the Gettysburg battle there, it was purely accidental. It was. They didn't, they didn't mean to sit up there and fight. That's right. That's exactly They were moving. True. So a great, ladies and gentlemen, a great battle was fought accidentally. But once they once they stumbled upon the enemy, they didn't go. Well, wait a minute. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, we, it's not Sunday. We didn't uh, <laughs> right. coordinate this. So yeah. let's wait. Let's come back again when we're ready. Look, the the you never know when that the enemy is going to be upon you, and you got to be ready to fight. You got to be ready to fight. Amen. Game on. Hey, God bless you, folks. So we'll be streaming all day. Well, not all day. Friday on. You'll be able to. Stay on top of it all on Friday on. And then we will do the ceremony at 1 o'clock. We'll be doing that here at Coach Dave Live. So you can all jo join in on that. Sorry you can't be here. Appreciate all the, all of you who helped us be here. And uh, just continue to pray. And uh, as Jamie said, pray for uh, pray for our friend out there. Pray for Larry. Thanks, Paula. Amen. Amen. Pray God for bless him. you. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow.